0: That's four o'clock, for the turn trip from Rum
1: to So we're now here on the Isle of Rum. We're making our way down from the ferry, past the castle, and we're heading up the Koridu footpath, hoping to see a wildlife spectacle. We've got the ferry over from Malague. And I'm here with a partner in crime. Can you introduce yourself, please?
0: Hello, I'm Francesca Ozofska.
1: And what do you do, Francesca?
0: I'm Chief Executive of Scottish Natural Heritage.
1: So rum is part of the Small Isles, which are a small little group of islands just off the south side of Skye. It includes egg, can, muck and rum, rum being the largest so we've now made it about halfway up the Corridu path and beside us here we've got a little sundial that hints at what we're going to see higher up in the hills. Francesca what can we see when we're standing here having catching our breath?
0: So behind us is a beautiful bay, There's a couple of boats in the bay and you can see into the village and then if you just cast your eyes up Above the mountain line of Rum, you can see sky just coming into view as the sun sets. And then as we turn round and look up the path, we can see the path wend its way up the hill into a little dip, a sort of U-shape, and that's where we're heading. And it's beyond there that we'll have a fantastic nature experience.
1: Excellent. Very good. Are you tired yet?
0: Not yet, but I might be later.
1: <laughs> that's right. Also, Francesca hinted there that it's actually evening time and the sun is just starting to set. Strange time to be climbing a hill, perhaps. OK, so we've now reached into Corrido itself and we're just about to cross over the burn that we've been following up um, beside us all the way up to this point. From here we cross the burn and then there's a steep climb up to the ridge above us. What do you think so far, Francesca?
0: It's been great so far, but I should let everybody know that Ian has just confessed he's never done this next bit before, so we're not quite sure of the terrain or the way or how it'll be, but on the face of it, looks perfectly doable. We've had some fantastic views.
1: Good stuff, and what can you see from here? Where are we?
0: So we've come up, as you say, the Corridor Path. We've been following the burn, which is you can probably hear trickling, uh, behind us so we're now in a in a bowl and if we look up we can see um, a peak and then a kind of ridge that runs down to the left in a in a u-shape and i think it's that ridge where we're heading
1: yeah that's right good also starting to get dark so we are at the end of april and it's nearly nine o'clock at night so we're just going to press on up this next steep bit and then hopefully we'll get a nice view at the top before it gets dark. Okay, so we're still climbing, a bit out of breath now. How are you doing, Francesca?
0: I'm not out of breath.
1: (laughs) So I'm going to put you a bit on the spot here now. We're going up to see the Manx Shearwater colony, if you hadn't already guessed. What do you know about Manx Shearwaters?
0: So they're pretty unusual seabirds in that they nest underground rather than on a cliff and they come in to roost at night which means monitoring them um, and studying them is pretty difficult and also when they come in to roost at night it's an amazing sight and sound and that's what we're hoping to see and hear just now.
1: Good stuff, you just stole all my stats there. Yeah, that's
0: because I was listening earlier.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we've also got a couple of hinds that have just appeared over the ridge here, just 50 metres or so away from us. They're just thinking, what on earth are these people doing up here? It's a bit late. We've now got a nice view out over Corrydu. We can see Fioncra uh, beyond. The sun is just setting and there's a really, really red sky. We're now just going to make the sort of final ascent up and hopefully things will be getting dark enough for us to see some Manx Waters or hear some Manx Waters coming in. Okay, so we're now in position. We're at the bottom of the Manx Shearwater colony. Above us we're looking up to the pinnacle peak of Halaval and we're kind of sitting right at the bottom end of, of what is the Shearwater colony. We're about 500 meters above sea level and it's been quite a trek to get up here. Uh, The shearwaters obviously spend their days out at sea feeding and then return to the colony at night under the safety of darkness and they have to fly their way up to this height in order to get back to their burrows. Now a bit of a disclaimer it is at the end of April so it's quite early in the breeding season. The uh, females are unlikely to have laid the eggs yet and it's possible there might not be too much in the colony at this time of year but the sun is just going down now well it's gone down it's getting dark and we'll wait and see if we can hear any noise how's your head torch francesca
0: well at the moment i'm struggling to get all the straps uh, together and the light won't actually turn off which is probably not brilliant when we're trying to surreptitiously observe secretive birds. So I've taken the batteries out um, and just hope that when it gets dark I can put it back together.
1: Perfect, I think that excellent. The light is fading here a little bit but what do you think of this landscape that you can kind of see and feel around you? What does it look like?
0: So it's really interesting as we came over the ridge so what we've done is as Ian said we've walked up um, the footpath and then we took this unknown to Ian route over the ridge but then over the ridge the landscape actually changed quite a lot and it changed from being quite grassy quite a lot of heather to um, almost a a boulder field um, very rocky kind of vegetation much sparser um, and I'm assuming that that kind of rockiness um, is, you know, part of the reason for uh, what makes this a, a good area for the the shearwater, because it provides them lots of burrowing space. But yeah, it's really interesting. And Rum, as a whole, um, Ian said it's one of the small isles. Well, don't let that deceive you. It's pretty big, actually. And um, we've only seen a tiny fraction. Um, brilliant hill walking. Um, beautiful stunning open views and if you want to come and enjoy scotland and the remoteness of scotland there's probably um, nowhere quite like it
1: good sales pitch and how many cars can you hear
0: Uh, absolutely none and you can hear um you can hear nothing that you know your city dweller would be accustomed to no uh, traffic sound no um sound of people um just actually you know the sound of the sound of nature
1: so almack shearwaters spend their day out foraging at sea they fly with a very straight wing they're dark on the top and lighter underneath tend to just sort of skim over the water surface, very low to the water, less than 10 metres above, above sea level. And then at the end of the day they return to their colony, flying high up into the, the hills here on Rum. Um, we think here we've got a colony in excess of 50,000 up to maybe 100,000 pairs uh, and that forms uh, a substantial proportion of the British population. It's 9.51 pm and we've just heard our first Mike Shea water distantly up the hill. So we've heard some distant Mike Shea water calls coming from high up on the hills. What did you make of that?
0: Uh, that was amazing um, because we've been here for a little while and I think we were both thinking we might not hear any tonight and then just uh, in the distance over the over the hill behind some rocks we can hear um, a sound and it's a really unusual bird call sound. Um, and if anybody had told me when I started this job that I'd find myself at 10 o'clock at night standing in the dark halfway up a hill... Um, in Rome listening to, to bird calls I might have told them that I thought they were mad but um, here I am and I'm really glad that I am doing this it's fantastic